the Bean Ninjas podcast, where you get an all-access pass to see what happens behind the closed doors of a fast-growing global bookkeeping and financial reporting business. back for another episode of the Bean Ninjas podcast. Joining me as always is the Bean Ninjas co-founder and CEO, Meryl Johnston. Meryl, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, Elizabeth. I've already been talking a little bit this morning. I was presenting at an online conference this morning at 6am. Wow. Talking at, yeah. So I've already <laughs> done a fair bit of talking. That is an early conference. So I'm guessing the conference was taking, well, it was an online conference. So the whole thing was online. Where was it sort of starting at? Was that like a US time zone? So the company is called Missing Letter and they're run out of the UK, or at least the guy that was organizing the conference was in the UK. And they picked a time zone that worked best for the UK and the US. And as tends to happen to Australia (laughs) and Asia Pacific, the time zone didn't work so well for us. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, it's just a given whether you're getting up to surf or talk to me or do a a 6am conference, you are, you are forced into being a morning person. That's just the end of it. (laughs) I'm well and truly on this morning routine now. (laughs) So, um, we're going to talk today about ZeroCon. It's an event that you took your entire team to. And not entire, not entire, I should clarify, not entire, but I took a couple of team members from the Australian team and Team members in other countries will go to the ZeroCons, or some of them will go to ZeroCon in London and in San Diego as well. Oh, cool. Okay, so it happens in various cities, and depending on where your team is, lo- various part- members of your team are located, they'll they'll head out to different ZeroCons. Is that how you work it? Yeah. So we don't know. We don't necessarily send everyone every time, gotcha. uh, but it's a a pretty amazing event. So it's something that I think every zero accountant should go to at some point. So tell me what it is exactly. So I know zero, I'm familiar a little bit with zero, obviously, because of talking to you here on the Bean and Just podcast. But for for first time listeners who are not familiar with ZeroCon, what exactly is it? So it's an event that's about, it's called ZeroCon because it's run by zero, but it's not about zero and trying to sell their product specifically. It's bigger than that. And it's more about the industry. So what's happening in the cloud accounting industry, what's happening in the fintech space and things like AI and machine learning and, and how is that going to impact the technology, but also what does that mean for the future of accountants and bookkeepers? So it's looking at technology. And then some of it is just about more general topics like leadership and how to build great teams how to plan and prepare your business for the future. So I think ultimately it's about helping business owners and accountants, bookkeepers be successful with where they are now, but also uh, preparing for the future. Wow. So the topic list is pretty voluminous. They have some grade A, really exciting speakers. And I, if I'm correct, you're one of them, right? Yes, I was actually on a panel talking about beyond 2020 in bookkeeping. So that was a panel. There was four bookkeeping firm owners, two from Australia, two from New Zealand, that were talking about the future of the bookkeeping industry. And so that was a real honour to be up on stage and be a part of that panel, especially with the calibre of speakers. So there were people like Mark Manson was one of the keynote speakers. Some of you will will have read his book. Um, And some other more high-profile speakers up on the main stage. Yeah, so that, that was really exciting. 
Very exciting. And then another cool thing that that you do, which I think is something every CEO should definitely, you know, follow in your footsteps is after the conference, you and your team kind of get together for a debrief. Is that right? Yeah, so we try and debrief. So there's a big party. And then following that party, so that's the closing party. The next morning, I did a bit of a debrief with Colleen and Amy, who were the team members. I, I did one with Colleen. We were staying in the same apartment. And then after the event, I also asked them to reflect on what their takeaways are. And, and we have a conversation about that. And then I went on a retreat, which was actually with people in my mastermind group. So I'm the only person from my team that goes along to that. And then it's other bookkeeping firm owners who are at a similar stage of business to me. And, and so we use that retreat to debrief about the event and then just talk about things that are happening in the industry and also things that we, the roadmap for our own business and what we're going to implement from the event. And it can be overwhelming. So there was about 3,700 people at ZeroCon this year. So it's wow. a pretty big event. It can be overwhelming because there's so much information and and so many different add-on partners and different apps and you can get so many ideas and I think it's important to, to take the time to debrief and then consolidate your notes and think about what's realistic to implement. So bring everything back to your why and your strategy and then only pick a, a handful of things to implement. Otherwise, an event like that, it can be information overload and you don't actually end up implementing anything. Absolutely. And I want to get your sort of debrief notes for what conferences, what speaking, um, which speakers you saw and your takeaway. But I know you said you met with a couple of your team members as well. So I want to start with their takeaways. Tell me who they are, what their role is at Bean Ninjas, you know, which speakers they went to see and what their takeaways were. First up, I've got Amy and Amy is the operations manager at Bean Ninjas. She's actually got a pretty broad role where she manages the Australian team, but also our internal operations, our internal accounting. And we, both Colleen and, and Amy, who attended the event with me, had they had quite detailed notes. So I've just picked one speaker that they've mentioned and then one app. Um, otherwise, th- this podcast could go on for hours. <laughs> Which would be fine with me, but, you know. <laughs> so Amy has her takeaway was reflecting on a speaker who was severely and permanently injured in the London bombings in 2015. And this speaker is determined to do all she can to deter deter anyone from following a path of extreme violence and building a global community of sustainable peace. So she was talking about her experience and the fact that she was permanently injured and the way that she has handled that and the great attitude that she has around not seeking revenge, but instead she's turned it around and is talking about what can she do to help create peace in the world. And so Amy's mm-hmm. thoughts on that were that she found the keynote to be really moving and thought-provoking and that being in the wrong place at the wrong time has not ruined this lady's spirit or attitude. She's mm-hmm. embraced it and found meaning within it and this is a quote from the speaker that we can't control certain events or dramatic change in life, but we can control how we react and respond. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so powerful that it's easy to say that for the small things that we choose how we react and respond, but to see it at at a large scale where this lady was permanently injured 
and the way that she is embracing life and has chosen how she has reacted, I think we can all learn a lesson from that. And I'm really glad that Amy um, has has highlighted that to share with everyone. Yeah, and that was Jill Hicks, right, the speaker at that event? Yeah, that's right. Wow. So on a lighter note, <laughs> I'll, I'll move on to an app that Amy came across during the conference, and it's called GeoOne. It's a training tool, and it's got 3,000-plus 3, 3, online courses that range from a whole different range of, of topics like project management, training, accounting management. And so wow. that's an app that might be relevant for a lot of businesses where you're trying to provide training for different team members within your business. And that's 3,000 online courses, not 300, right? Yes, 3,000. Wow, that's a lot of online courses. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're probably not going to go through all of those, but at least there's um, a lot of options there for you where there, there is likely to be a course that's quite specific. And mm-hmm. the disclaimer, we haven't actually tested this, but from what we saw at the conference, it looks like a great tool. Nice. So next I'll talk about Colleen's takeaway. And again, interestingly enough, this isn't a takeaway that's about zero product. This was a speaker called Sharon McClafferty who was talking about the topic or the title for her presentation was demanding work-life balance for yourself and others and looking at what is success but what is the price of success and discussing concepts like the idea of keeping up with the the Joneses and and are you going to make a choice to do that or can you choose something else? And working sustainably and living a rich, full life not just accumulating wealth is good for business and society. And then she was she told a really personal story, which is quite a long story, so I, I won't go into that, but it's worth checking out. We'll try, I'll look for a link around that. It's really quite a moving story. And then looking at the concepts like the four-day work week and um, Sweden tri- trialling the six-hour work day. And that was really relevant to being ninjas because we're trying to create a workplace that – provides that balance and so we're always looking at different ideas and things that we can implement and so it was great that Colleen flagged that as a really insightful presentation. Absolutely yeah that's definitely kind of right in the wheelhouse of being ninjas and I love that this conference like you said it's not just about zero but it's also not just about sort of strictly business you know it's not all training on how to do your job better I mean they they've brought in speakers whose personal experiences and life stories you know, maybe not immediately obvious how it could translate to a better work-life balance or a better office environment or better culture. But clearly your team is is taking these speakers and their points and their lessons to heart and are bringing them back to the office, which is really phenomenal. And I love that that's happening. Um, any other apps or interesting tools that, that your team found at the conference? Yeah, I'll actually just follow on from what you said there about having other team members bring things back to the, the business and the team from the conferences. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important as a founder to not have the pressure for all of the innovation and new ideas on your shoulders. And so if you create opportunities for other team members to go to these events where they talk with lots of other people and generate ideas and then bring them back to the business to implement improvements, I think that's really how you can have that or apply the philosophy of continuous improvement. Absolutely. So I was just reminded of that when, when you mentioned it. So to answer your question around 
any other zero add-ons or apps. Colleen picked two. One is A2X, which is an integrated system for Amazon. So it splits out the Amazon summary and integrates with zero. And the other one is Chargebee, which is a gateway to manage credit card subscriptions and it sits on top of Stripe. So Stripe can be used as the um, payment processor for credit card transactions and Chargebee sits on the top of that and it has a nicer interface to manage things like uh, cards that are declined and following people up. So they're Colleen's two add-ons. Awesome. Very cool. So I love this. You're, you're getting a balance of sort of some inspirational stories and, you know, things that may be personally meaningful to your staff, but then also tools and things that you can bring back into your office or recommend to your clients. So you kind of already seem to have this really great format that you and your team follow when you attend a conference. And I'd love to get into, you know, how you go about making sure that you're having this much um, new information and value from a conference. But first, I want to hear your takeaways, because obviously you didn't just attend as a panel member, but you attended as um, a guest of the conference as well. So tell me a little bit about your your own takeaways. I've picked three takeaways, and it was hard because it was so many great speakers and so much information. It was hard to narrow it down. And I'm still working through what my action plan is going to be coming out of the conference. I'm still digesting some of that information. But I've narrowed my three take or narrowed my takeaways down to three. So the first was that the theme of the conference was hashtag human. And I found that interesting as a tech company that the theme of the conference was hashtag human. And yeah. a number of the the key speakers from Zero were talking about the importance of the people as well as the tech. And part of that comes comes back to building teams. And some of that relates to how we interact with stakeholders, partners, and to customers. And so I, I thought that was actually really nice to see and, and a great reminder about the kind of company that Zero is. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. I mean, it's one word and yet it is so powerful, especially given its source and the event that they use to to caption with that one word. So I think that's beautiful. The second point was a theme from Trent Innes, which was the 1%. And you'll often hear the 1% talked about with football teams or sports teams. And everyone in the team is just going that extra mile and just doing that, doing the one percenters. And all of those little incremental improvements added up is what can drive a business forward. And I wanted to tie that into a story that Trent told, which was one of, he brought up on screen, one of the first 100 customers of Zero. So this was a guy that signed up very early when the software was uh, first available. Now there are over 1,300,000 subscribers of Zero. So you can see this was very early on. <laughs> yes. <coughs> and he was talking about, how do you make sure that you treat your hundredth customer or your thousandth customer the same way that you treat your first customer and the effort that, that you would have put into that first customer, the, the value that you would have provided them and, and the way that you, you treated them. And so what can you do as you grow a business, whether you're a tech company or a service company, how do you make sure that you maintain that same level of service with those customers? And I thought that was an interesting concept for Beanages as, as we're growing and also for so many other businesses in the room as well. 
Absolutely. That's a great question. You could kind of sit and just think quietly <laughs> about that for a couple of hours, I'm sure. What were some of his um, sort of main points or direction uh, about that? I think he was just asking the question mm-hmm. because when it's the first customer or the 10th customer, you really go out of your way to make that person feel special. So how do you make the thousands customers feel special? Mm-hmm. And, and I think some of that came back to the theme of the conference, which was the hashtag human. So the human connection, when, when you're growing, how do you maintain that? And I think that's a challenge and that would be different for other businesses. But at Vintages, we're thinking about, well, as we grow, how do we maintain those human touches? So do we have, how do we make sure that we have the touch points and things like check-in calls to make sure that we're on track and that we're really talking to our customers and making sure that we understand what they want and we're delivering on that. And I think as you grow, you might need to put in place systems and processes to make sure that you are doing that and giving, making those the hundredth or the thousandth customer feel special as well. Absolutely. So what was your third um, sort of takeaway from the conference? This was an interesting one. Rod Drury, who is the founder of Zero, has actually transitioned out and there was a new CEO talking at ZeroCon this year. And previously when I'd heard Rod speak, he was talking more about product updates, what was happening in Zero and the industry. And this presentation was more personal. And Rod was talking about how for I think it was something like 10 years that from the time that he founded Zero to where he transitioned out how he'd been on for for that whole time. So it had been very difficult for him to take holidays. Sometimes he wasn't present for his family because Mm. it's a 24-7 business. And so he was talking about, and I guess he was self-aware enough to realise that he had that skill set to really grow the business. But now that Zero is as big as it is, they needed to bring in a professional CEO who's really great at the people side and building a global business and he's stepping into more of a product focus advisory kind of role and stepping out of that CEO role. And it was really interesting hearing the insight from his perspective about the toll that being that CEO that was always on had taken on him and how he's really enjoying life, still being involved in zero, but without that pressure. And also his self-awareness. And I think that's something that all of us as CEOs need to be self-aware enough to realise where what our capabilities are and when it's time to bring in someone else. Absolutely. Such a challenge, especially when you started the company. It's kind of your vision and your dream and you want to see it grow and you want to give it your all. But then as you and I talk about quite frequently on the podcast, that work-life balance, making sure that you are sort of protecting your personal interests, which include your health and your relationships, um, is so important to really being able to kind of go the long haul and and sustain the type of long-term career that you want within a company. And it's always nice when CEOs of really large enterprise companies come forward and kind of tell, you know, hey, yeah, I was always on for 10 years and now I got to scale back a little bit and, you know, be a little bit more hashtag human. Um, So I want to talk just a little bit before we get to the end of today's podcast about this sort of process and framework that you've built to make sure that you and your team members who do attend conferences get the most out of the conference. So what are you doing? Let's just start with you've decided you're going to go to an event and you've decided who on the team is going to attend as well. What are you doing before the event to, you know, prepare? What do you require the team to do or suggest that they do so that they're prepared to get the most out of, out of a conference? 
as usual, the first question is why? And I, I'll usually start any kind of question with that. So what is the why and, and what are we trying to get out of attending the conference? And I think it helps to be clear about that. So is the purpose networking? Is it information? Is it talk, to talk to some particular people? Is it to build business profile? So, And it could be a combination of those reasons, but understanding what we want to get out of the conference first, because then that in, impacts the other decisions of what talks we're going to, how we spend our time at the event and how we decide whether it was an effective use of resources or not in terms of attending the conference. So that's number one. And then a couple, the others are probably more minor, but just things like making sure that your LinkedIn profile is up to date before the event, because when you meet people, you're going to want to stay in touch with them. And I think LinkedIn, I mean, some people have business cards, but I think LinkedIn's a great way of connecting with people and not losing a business card and also staying in touch down the track. So you want to make sure that that's up to date. And I don't really like the term elevator pitch, but you need to have a way that you're going to introduce yourself. So when someone says, uh, say, I'll use Colleen as an example, hi, Colleen, nice to meet you. What do you do? Then you know how you describe what you do. So it might be, hi, I'm Colleen. I'm a senior accountant at Beanages, and Beanages does bookkeeping and financial reporting for online businesses. Whatever it is, I think you need to have a way to that you're going to introduce yourself. And that may depend on the audience of who you're talking to, but you want to be clear about that. Sure. And then once you get to the conference or team members get to the conference, do you have sort of a plan of attack? I mean, obviously you said that you're, you are planning in advance, which um, speakers you're going to listen into, which courses, if they have courses you're going to attend. Um, so you know kind of who's going where and you have an idea of what to expect from each of those breakout sessions. Um, but once, aside from attending those and taking notes, what are you doing at the conference that you are that is kind of a specific task or activity that you know is helping you and your team ensure that you're getting the most out of it once you're there? I think part of it is just talking to lots of people and that will help with things like getting a pulse on the industry. There's lots of add-ons, so we want to talk with lots of different add-ons and app partners to understand what they do and really just learn from other people. And, And so part of that is being comfortable striking up conversations with people that you don't know and just being friendly and and asking a little bit about them and then also when you do connect with people then having a way to stay in touch with them so asking for their card or everyone's got name tags so I they don't have a card I'll just write down the names of people that I meet and then connect with them on LinkedIn in a break so that then I can stay in touch and I think related to that is don't be salesy you're not there to sell you sell the business sell yourself it's more of a general networking and in, in industry event. And even if there were our customers there, I don't think anyone wants to be at a networking event and be sold to. So Absolutely. don't be salesy. Yeah, do not be salesy. That's a good one. Um, and so we already know that you kind of do a debrief session with your team so that everyone's kind of bringing back the ideas and lessons that they think are most relevant for your company specifically. So you're back at the office, you've friended people or requested people on LinkedIn. Are you sending emails? Are you calling? What kind of follow-up process do you have in place? For me, it's normally just connecting with people on LinkedIn and then I'll send messages as well. Like um, here's a link to that book that we talked about or just great to meet you, but just something so Mm -hmm. that people remember who you are. I try and mention something that we talked about because that way they'll there's more chance that they'll remember who you are. So right. if you talked about skateboarding, mention that, hey, it was great chatting with you about skateboarding. 
Sure. Yeah. So just kind of take some personal note about your conversation and and then bring that back into your follow up. So again, you've made it, you know, very simple and kind of easy to follow. And it really does, I think, because I've done so many conferences. I started out in sales and then uh, moved into marketing. And so I've done sales and marketing conferences. I've also done some events, you know, helping put on conferences. And it just sounds like this overwhelming thing. And I think when you first arrive at a conference, it can be a little overwhelming, especially if it's one of these larger ones where people are coming from all over the country or all over the world. Um, And so having sort of a plan of action like this and breaking out, you know, who's attending which sessions from, you know, which of your team members are attending which sessions, it does kind of like, I mean, even just thinking about my next conference approaching it this way, I'm going, oh, okay. This is digestible. I, these are steps I can follow. This is very simple. You know, I don't feel this panic like, oh my gosh, am I talking to the right people or am I going to get into the, all the right sessions? I'm really, you know, being methodical in this very simple sort of three-step process that you have laid out on this podcast. It's just, it already makes me feel like, okay, yeah, I can totally come out of a conference having succeeded in every single thing you just listed. So another smart process to follow from you for us on that. Any last um takeaways or um, information that you want to share from ZeroCon or just your conference um, process? I think it's just to take action after a conference because I think it's very easy to go into the conference with and come out with lots of ideas and lots of connections and then not do anything with them and then go to the next conference. So I would challenge you to not book in the next conference until you've actually taken action on some of the items from the previous conference and whether that's following up with people and building a relationship. I don't think one follow-up builds a relationship, so you might need to, to, to take more action than that, or it's, it's implementing some of those things in your business. So I wouldn't recommend going to 10 conferences a year if you're not implementing things from each of those 10 conferences in some way. So um, be disciplined about what conferences you go to and then make sure that you're taking action afterwards. Very smart advice. And we are barreling into the holiday season, so there aren't too many conferences left in the year. Do you have any more that you're going to this year? I don't personally that I can think of off the top of my head, but we do have a couple of conferences that other team members are going to. DCBKK in October, which is, that's a huge conference. And actually, I normally go along to that and we're event sponsors of that conference. And Wayne and Michael from our team are heading to Bangkok for that conference. And then we have Tom is going to Zurichon London in November and also the Upreneur Conference in London in November. And then we've got some conferences next year as well. But there are, again, other team members. So it's, I've, I've already been to quite a few conferences and spoken at quite a few conferences this year. So I, off the top of my head, I think that's me done for the year. <laughs> yeah, you might be done um, on extensive travel for this year. I know you've been so busy, especially over the summer. But those sound like great conferences. I love that you are investing in your team and allowing them to go um, to conferences that maybe are out of your reach or just beyond your schedule. So another half hour come and gone, Meryl. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. I know we'll talk again next week. So until then, have a great week and a great weekend. And we'll be right back here next week on the Bean Ninjas podcast. And that is all the time we have this week. Thank you so much, Meryl, and to the entire Bean Ninjas team for spending so much time taking great notes at ZeroCon and bringing back really good information that we're able to share with everyone that tunes into the podcast. 
Don't forget to join us right back here next week for another episode. In the meantime, check out our blog, beanninjas.com slash blog. Also uh, send your questions, any um, information you'd like us to share, ideas for future episodes, topics you want us to cover. You can tweet those to us at Ninjas or like us on Facebook and add your comments to our Facebook page. Meryl is faithful to check those things on a regular basis, and if we don't address the topic here on the show, she will most likely send you a message directly back because she's just amazing like that. And we will see you back here next week on the Bean Ninjas podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye.